Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 36 of the Matt and Matt No Scale Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me are my buddies and my co-hosts, Matt Zazua and Johnny Nugent. Uh, Matt, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I really, uh, I really enjoyed our last episode with uh, Mr. Ken. I really liked that one. That was a lot of fun. I got to, I got to hear authentic New York. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> it's like the hardest I ever heard you laugh, man. <laughs> that was fun. I gotta say, we've had some pretty awesome guests these these past couple episodes. It is, it's mind blowing and really humbling at the same time. You know, it's interesting you say that too, Johnny, because I I think people will be surprised by our future guests that we have uh, in the lineup. Uh, I don't want to say anything right now because I don't want to spoil any, spoil anything. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have some amazing guests on in the next few months. Oh yeah. Uh Johnny, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. They dragged me back here kicking and screaming, saying you have to another episode. I begged and pleaded and said no, but here I am. So I guess I'm here for another episode. <laughs> well, I'm glad you could join us. I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am super excited for tonight's episode. However, as always, uh, we have, you know, a few uh, podcast uh, items to cover before we delve into uh, our uh, podcast uh, main topic. So as always, everyone, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and Amazon Music. I also, of course, wanted to mention our Discord server, which is now over 100 members. Uh, it, it is going crazy. Uh, we got a lot of great people in there. Uh, this is, uh, again, a public Discord, so anyone is is obviously free to join it. You do have to read the rules and acknowledge uh, that you did read them and that you will abide by them since we are a community server, and that's a little different from our private servers on Discord. Uh, we have a great group of uh, moderators. A couple of them are on the uh, podcast right now who will always make sure that folks are treated with respect and keep our community safe. Now, I will place a link in the Discord show notes. As always, all you have to do is click on that uh, that link and it will uh, add you into the server. You'll have to, uh, again, uh, just acknowledge that you read the rules and you can start uh, chatting away, introduce yourself, uh, get on one of the uh, voice chats and uh, talk with the uh, many folks that have uh, uh, have joined our server in the last couple of weeks. Uh, secondly, let's talk about our Matt and Matt merch. So if you always wanted a Matt and Matt hat or a shirt or a coffee mug, I actually have a coffee mug and I'm going to order a shirt here pretty soon. Um, you can go to the link that I will put in the show notes. And if you do order you can use our merch code of M-A-M-P-O-D, and you will get 10% off. Now, with that said, let's dig into tonight's main topic, and we're going to talk about the sounds of O-Scale. And we're going to go over some brief history of sounds. We're going to talk about maybe some of our favorite sounds out there, favorite whistles, horns, bells, engine sounds, just kind of a, a general casual talk about, you know, all the sound systems in O-Scale. And then we have actually have a special uh, part of this episode where uh, Mr. Matt Z is going to talk about sound customization. And uh, that's going to be really, really cool. 
so yeah that's gonna be awesome so (laughs) gentlemen if you did you guys have anything before we start i'm ready to go yeah let's do it sounds great okay (laughs) let's let's, uh, is there gonna be a lot of sound puns in this episode probably okay well depends well I, I hear you. I hear what you guys are saying. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's pretty loud and clear over here. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All, right. All right, so let's get started. So I'm going to just chat about the history of Lionel and their sounds, uh, and then Matt Z and Johnny can cover the the other manufacturers. Uh, again, this is just a brief history because this isn't, uh, you know, a history lesson or anything like that. We just wanted to kind of give you some, uh, just some introduction to uh, the history of, you know, some of the sounds that, you know, have made O-Scale, you know, probably, if not the best scale for having sounds inside of engines. Because, I mean, there's just, there's no competition, folks, right? Like, it's not even close. All right. So, first, let's start at... The post-war, right? And with post-war, we got those glorious air whistles and electric horns, right? You know, I still have, I think I still have mine too. Like those are, those are cool. I actually love those. I mean, they're really old school, but um, it's just really cool that like, you know, they just had stuff, stuff like that. Um, And of course, uh, starting with rail sounds uh, was born as a sound of steam, uh, in the early 90s. Uh, then we had Rail Sounds 2, uh, which came out in the uh, kind of mid-90s. And that was the first Rail Sounds, I believe, to have like polyphonic sound. Uh, so you could have like more than one, like, you know, a sound uh, note coming through. And I think they kind of boosted the, the song sound quality on those as well. So uh, Rail Sounds 2.5 came out in the late 90s. Uh, Rail Sounds 3 was, I believe, like right before the 2000 era. I, I think they added like Krutok and Towercom then, but I, I couldn't find too much about it. Uh, Rail Sounds 4 came out in uh, 2000, and that added, uh, you know, at 4 RPM levels and a few other little minor items. Uh, Rail Sounds 5 came out in like, I believe, 2003. And that added uh, eight RPM levels. And then uh, there was a lot of just uh, extra stuff that they added in there. Now, that's probably, to me, like one of my favorite, or it probably is like my favorite kind of like sound board that was placed into uh, Lionel Engines. I just love Rail Sounds 5. I think it's just fantastic. And I know there's a big argument for Legacy, and Legacy is fantastic. It has a very high quality to it. But um, I don't know. There's just something about Rail Sounds 5. Now, Rail Sounds 5.5 came out uh, as like, I think it was like the first gen legacy was 5.5. And then we finally arrived at Rail Sounds 6.0, which is what we know today as like legacy sounds. So um, now going down the list, uh, Matt and Johnny, do you guys have anything you wanted to plug in about that? For uh, RS5, I I completely agree rs5 the rs5 rs5.5 that era those were hands down the best sounds i think you'll ever hear out of a lionel engine i I really think the uh for the early stuff you know the road specific crew talk that you know we all love and can't get enough of that's unfortunately not really a thing anymore but can you do but no um 
I like that. I've always liked it. Uh, RS 5.5, of course, adds a quillable horn and some of the other legacy only goodies, uh, which I think is really cool. And, you know, keep going up the ladder, you know, you get into like vision line and some of the other, you know, the stereo sounds that they have. And I think that it's all really cool and it adds a lot to the uh, overall experience of the train. And I'm, I know we'll talk about this later on, but it, it's it's cool to kind of hear the evolution of what was then to now. I think it's really cool. And and going back to the very beginning where you had the classic post-war air whistle and you had the clickety-clack of the wheels in the track. And that is something – while we are focusing on the modern sounds here tonight about the electronic sounds, trying to be replicating the – authentic sounds of an engine or bringing back that experience, I'd like to take a moment and appreciate that post-war stuff because sometimes, you know, with all these sound systems, you can, nothing beats just turning it down and just hearing the click-clack of those of those train wheels on the track and, and hearing that classic air whistle. And the beauty in that was that back then you didn't have these sounds. So the, that little air whistle combined with the child's imagination there's a lot of imagination that you go into it to make it be that powerful steam engine. And that there's a certain magic that goes into that. Um, going into Rail Sons 5, like you guys have both have mentioned, uh, that was a great era. Uh, the TMC, the later TMCC early legacy era was great for sounds, for digital sounds. You had Lionel going above and beyond for their sound sets because almost every single one of them seemed like it was unique and brand new. Every engine sounded different. Every engine sounded unique. And the addition of the different uh, crew, crew talks, the different dialects, the different uh, road-specific crew talk really made every single engine a unique experience. I know we've we brought it uh, up multiple times in the past, but you know I, I always go back to the example of my – TMCC GS2, the number uh, 4410. That engine is amazing. And the crew talk is just so well done. It's so professionally done. And it's just very realistic and laid back. The fact that there's pauses in the engineer's voice. So uh, 4410, uh, are we clear to go yet? You know, the pauses make it feel more realistic and less scripted. And that's something, uh, unfortunately, we just don't see in the, in the modern stuff nowadays. And if you really want the best era of sounds, definitely later TMCC, early legacy. And with legacy, you have the quillable whistles as well. And going from an era where you couldn't quill to be able to be able to fully play with that whistle and be in full control of it, it just opens up a completely realm, a completely different realm of, of opportunity and really makes those trains come to life for you there. Yeah, I think you made a good point about just going back to your what you're talking about, like post-war stuff. And you're right, like kids, there wasn't a lot going out in terms of sounds because we were all using our imagination. Right. But it was like, the sounds were like, I don't know if this sounds, if this kind of makes sense, but the sounds were visual, right? Like when you're a kid and you're running like an old post where post-war a steam engine, uh, you know, you, you, in the back of your mind, you were just slowly watching those gears turn and, and the, and the, and the drivers move. And just in the back of your mind, you're just hearing all this like steam sounds come out of it. And, uh, you know, like we all do, like, I mean, even today, like, you know, we all use our imagination when we're running trains because, you know, that's, you know, that's gives us joy. We want to feel like we're actually in the train running the train. Right. Or at least I do. That's how, that's how I kind of run my stuff. I want to 
you know, I want to pretend that I'm there. Like I'm in the train, I'm running it, you know? And, and, uh, and, and one of the things that had pulled me into uh, sounds, or I should say into more into O scale, especially in the more like high end things are just these, these amazing like sound packages that you can get. And, uh, you know, station sounds diners where they do all this stop and MTH with their, you know, they're kind of like, where they build the uh, the name of the train like into the actual protosound board, so you feel like that is the train. You know that's the exact train that was running that specific route. You know that was the that was the F three running the Super Chief route. You know way you know way back in the day, uh, and it just it makes everything just come to life, right? It just kind of puts it on a different level. Those those freight cars and station sounds cars. That's a that's a really good point there, Matt. Uh, I can't really say as much because I don't really have as many of the higher end freight cars that Lionel's put out. But at least from a guy who's had the conventional ones, such as like the old OG freight sounds box car, um, the scale ones, or, and the uh, the PFE car uh, that came out. Those add a lot to your consist and to your overall enjoyment of a freight train. Once once you have before you get those, all you have is you add the engine, which is your your big star, and then you just have the cars. And sometimes you know you kind of lose interest, it's like oh they're just freight cars. But once you have those sounds and you spread them in your consist, and the train goes by, you're you're engaged, you're hooked into it, and it adds so much to the overall just orchestra of sound that comes from your train. And I I can't recommend them enough. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll hand these over to to you guys because you guys have some of the Vision Line ones, which are even crazier. Yeah, the um the vision I got uh three sets of the the reefers and a set of the vision tank cars and let me tell you all of them are fantastic. I think the winner I think is the tank cars, but the uh reefers are fantastic not to you know throw those you know away cuz they're great cars. Uh, but the uh tank cars those are great. I know Matt you got them too and uh they are just they're fantastic, you know, for a modern train, they're really good. They got, you know, the scrapes and squeals and little bumps and stuff. It's just, it's a lot of fun running those, especially when you throw them in a train, like Johnny said, like throw them, you know, space them out enough to make it seem believable. It's even better. And that to me is just something that really you can't, you can't once you start once you do it you can't live without it i think they're really a ton of fun no i think you're exactly right matt like they're they're very addictive <laughs> once you get one you're like oh yeah okay well i need more now but yeah those tank cars um you know i have the reefers i have the cattle cars uh i have a bunch of the newer reefers i have two of the newer reefers that have the they have the you know simulated um uh, cold fog, you know, when you open the doors and I have a couple others like standard freight cars as well. And, um, they just add so much. I, I just, they add so much to your train and to your layout and they make everything come to life. And one of the great things about those, at least like the non, uh, the, the ones that don't have the boards inside, right? Like the ones that don't have actually a board, a command board inside is you can put those like on any layout, like even somebody who's just running some lion chief stuff, right? You're just running like a, let's say you have like a smaller layout. You just have a few like lion chief items. I mean, you, you could put them on a, on a conventional layout if you wanted to. And, um, 
they they sound they they give so much atmosphere and ambience to your sound and you didn't you don't have to spend a ton of money on those either to add so much uh you know to your layout is in terms of like just like overall sounds and stuff like that so they are a great deal i mean i think for i think the ones that are non-command i think they run around the hundred dollar mark and you could probably get them cheaper sometimes if they they go on sale but uh, if you don't have one uh you know i would suggest you either go on youtube and look them up uh, or just, you know, if you know somebody who has one, borrow one and put it on your layout. And I guarantee you, you know, you're going to, you will fall in love with it and you will go and you will buy more for sure. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I, I have the conventional ones, like I said, and uh, you can run them with anything. Uh, all, all you really need to do is just make sure you have track power and just push them along. Uh, if you can use, heck, they still work with you pushing it with your hand. It doesn't even have to be behind a locomotive. Like the, the clanking of the wheels and the hissing of the air brakes when the train stops just adds so much. And like I, I try to have at least two or one freight sounds boxcar in my consist from this point forward. Like it changes everything. And and yeah, the price tag's a little bit much at times. Um so I can understand folks who are like, it's a hundred bucks. I don't know if I want to spend that much money on a freight car, but definitely, definitely recommend it. Um but yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. Uh, now, the other thing I want to ask is, I think both of you have experienced this, or at least I know Matt R has. What are your guys' thoughts on the Station Sounds cars that Lionel's released over the years? Probably my favorite type of sound car, to be honest with you. I love that you can add something into your passenger consist and have it be so integrated into the you know the train route that you're running right um i know back in the day um i recently some of the newer ones don't actually say the name of the railroad and that might be like a licensing thing but i know a lot of the station sounds diners the team cc ones uh they will say the name of the railroad and the name of the train of the route like you know my my santa fe chief you know he says like you know this is the santa fe chief uh you know santa fe super chief I mean, they'll actually say the name of the, uh, you know, the actual train and the route. But uh, it's more than just that, too. Like, I mean, you, you know, the conductor will say, you know, all aboard. There's uh, somebody doing the announcements for, you know, you know, the train is about to leave. Uh, there's uh, dining calls when it's running around your layout, you know, like where like the freight cars give that kind of like you're moving freight cars around. This gives that. Hey, I'm running a passenger train right now, and here's all the sounds that are going on in the passenger cars. And it's not just the the conductor sounds and the announcer sounds and the dining calls. It's um, you know, those station sounds call cars also have like a clickety clack. They have brake sounds on them as well, air release sounds. And um, you know, I think I said this on one of our podcasts before, but with the legacy ones, if you have a legacy station sounds car. Uh, diner and you have a legacy diesel engine or steam engine whatever but uh, if you uh put them in a train and then activate the um uh what is that mode called matt uh, sequence control sequence yeah if you activate the sequence control everything will work seamlessly together and you don't even have to use like the train leak button like when once you start moving that throttle off a of one and you get to two the conductor will automatically just say like you know all aboard you know, the train's moving, whatever. And uh, 
it's like you don't have to even touch anything. Like all the suns are down, all the sounds are done for you automatically, and it's 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 such a really cool thing. So yeah, definitely station sounds diners are probably my favorite type of sound car. Uh, so, what do you think, Matt? So I I got a funny story with this. So uh, I have oh, I had the uh, Trailblazer Pennsylvania um, sound diner. I really like that. I'm I traded it to Sid. And we're working on another project, which is to be unnamed. You guys know about it, but uh, I'll leave it for everybody else to figure it out later. But um, uh, so my uncle, he's got the uh, he's got a couple of the sounds cars, uh, the station sounds. So he got in the Texas special, um, the ABS plastic 21 inch run of cars for his uh, E8s. And so. I take it out of the box, program it, whatever, throw it on the layout, start messing with the sounds. So you hit the uh, the key that does the uh, PA guy. The, the guy that did the uh, sounds on the uh, Texas special, he, real, you know, real thick, heavy voice. Oh, God, it was th- the best sound I think I've ever heard. On a diner, uh, look up my video. It was just him and I. We were we were laughing, having a good old time with this thing. It, it was so cool. I mean, I'm not going to imitate it, but it it was a oh god, it was so fun. I love that set. Um, the whole the whole diner car experience, like Matt said, it is just it's unlike anything you'd ever think of. It, it's you know, it really is the whole thing from beginning to end. You know, you pull into a station, says you know, station stop. The newer ones say the station stop. Uh, the other, the older ones just say like next stop, which I like that they're adding the stops in there now. Um, but yeah, they are really fun. Uh, like the freight cars, uh, pick up a set, pick up any any train name you want. They've pretty much got a sound car for you. Uh, pick the name, buy it, go. You, you will not be disappointed at all. They are pricey, but they're worth it. They really are. Yeah, no, those are those are great. And hearing hearing you guys talk about it makes me want to get one for my ski train consist. I know both Matt's been egging me on to get to to get that. And also, uh, by extension, uh, I'll I'll let Matt R talk about this one if he wants to. But the uh, the generator car, which is also a very unique car that you can get in certain freight sets and certain pasture sets, that's one that I'm I'm very curious about. After hearing um, Matt's. Uh, one of his reefer cars that uh, have a generator sound set, and I'm I'm kind of curious about that. But yeah, no, like you guys said, the diner car, uh, the diner sound set, the station stops. It's one of the things that Lionel does really well, and especially with what's available. For example, and we'll get into this later. Um, for MTH, you have your PFA sequence, your passenger station announcements, uh, and but that only happens when you're idle and at a station. When the train's going, you can't really do as much of that. But with Lionel, it is an experience at the station, it is an experience when you're on the move, it is an experience as it's going down the line, which is something that I think is really awesome. Yeah, I will um I'll definitely bring up the generator when we get into uh our uh part of the uh episode here where we kind of talk about some of our favorite sound sets and stuff like that. Um I'll definitely bring that up for sure. Uh I think for now, let's move into um because uh, I didn't want to go off track too much. Uh, but because we talked about the history of Lionel sounds, 
let's delve into some of the other manufacturers. And I'm just going to pass this over to uh, to Matt Z. Uh, he's our resident uh, MTH expert. And I don't know, Matt, maybe you can talk about like uh, Williams and, and uh, Atlas and Weaver too for a bit. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, go right ahead. All righty. So uh, we'll lump the uh, Weaver line, uh, Weaver Atlas and uh, K-Line into one bunch. Because for those engines, regardless of which ones you buy, the, the sound files themselves change, but the, the, the platform is all the same. So it's a licensed version of Rail Sounds 4 TMCC. So you get, you know, your 32 speed steps. Uh, for sound, you get your typical Rail Sounds 4. So you get the, uh, on the two key, it's the kind of that walkie-talkie kind of sort of thing. And then for number seven, it's a generic, you know, you're cleared outbound or standby kind of sort of thing. Uh, you know, you get whatever horn you get, horn, whistle, bell, whatever. Uh, that's just the way they did it. Now, uh, ERR, the Electric Railroad Company, um, they now have more updated sounds. Uh, it's still real, it's still TMCC, but it's the legacy light uh, rail sounds, which is basically the new stuff that they're coming out with uh, not the five horn thing, but the, just the regular uh, single note, quill, uh, single note uh, one whistle uh, kind of thing. But with the more uh, legacy style crew talks, so you get the tower com and the, the crew talk and stuff like that. It's a lot better than it was before. Uh, let's say the early uh, to mid two thousands. Um, but they're really nice uh, for Williams. Uh, I've heard some of the Williams stuff. It sounds really good. I mean, for what it's worth, these engines are not very expensive at all. And yeah, it's a conventional sound system, but what it is, it's really good. I mean, it's it's definitely not up there with like legacy or anything, but it's for what it is. You got to take some of these things with a grain of salt, but it's really good. And I, I really, I like it. I know Matt and I, we've talked about getting some, William stuff just because it's it's fun you know and that that's sometimes it's what you need in the hobby yeah for the william stuff um the williams and the bachman stuff uh one of the ones that really blew me away has to be the sound set that was in the p42 genesis when they released that that one when I watched it, I was like, wow, that sounds spot on. It's really cool, really amazing. But once again, the thing that really kind of let it down for me personally, and that's just a personal bias, is that I, I wish that when you hit the direction button, the sounds didn't cut out entirely. You'd probably fix it with a capacitor or, or some sort. But the the prime mover sounds were great. The horn sounded amazing. The bell sounded amazing. Just great sound set overall. Yeah, the only, uh, the only one I can attest to is I have a Williams uh, trolley. And uh, it's one of the newer ones. And I can say it's I was pretty impressed. It's conventional. It's not a command trolley. But I'll tell you what, the bell and the, the, the little horn, it's actually pretty top notch for a little conventional engine. So and this these are the ones where like they hide like the the gearing and everything for the motor like underneath. So like there's, you know, all you see are the seats. And I'm like, I don't even know where they're putting this soundboard and the speaker <laughs> on this thing. But yeah, I was very, very impressed with that. So I imagine that uh, their other other products are probably on on par or, or just as you know even better. Yeah, I agree. I, I've 
I, I saw DJ's review. He actually did a review for me on that uh, trolley when uh, when I found him years ago. Uh, and he was, and I was asked him. I think I asked him if he had one or something like that. And he did a video, and I'm like, man, that thing is fantastic. The interior and everything else. I really need to get one. Uh, maybe 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 it'll be on our, our 2022 a year in review. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> I'll uh, really, hold you to that. <laughs> okay. All right. You can. All right. Fine. Okay. Remember this, listeners. Remember this. We have an audio audio recording of this, Matt. See, <laughs> that's true. Skip forward a year if he hasn't bought one. We all get to, uh, the right to shame him on the podcast. There we go. Okay. <laughs> you can, I, bet. <laughs> so we're going to go into uh, the MTH uh, realm, and so with MTH, there's really two main ways that they did their sounds. So the first, the first way was proto sound. Now when you get the proto two, this is now called proto one, whatever, however you want to say that is, is fine. Proto sound, proto one, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing. So the very early vert, there was multiple iterations of proto sound. Uh, I don't, there's a guy, uh, that I, that I Check out on the forum. He knows them all, but I I don't. But in any event, uh, the two main differences with the Proto Sound was that there was an early version that did not have the battery backup, and then the later version did. Um, but with MTH Proto One, it's basically a conventional engine with a really cool sound system. And there was, you know, other uh, spinoffs, I guess, with this with. Uh, the ProtoSound system was licensed by QSI. So QSI, in turn, did a bunch of things. They did, like, the QSI 3000 and a couple other, you know, proprietary systems that they used that they then licensed to MTH and threw in some features. But, like I said, in the in the end, it's a conventional engine with a really cool sound system. Now, there have been attempts to... I shouldn't say attempts, actual successes to do to do what I'm about to say, which is have the Proto One sounds function with legacy and TMCC. So it's a TMCC board. Okay, so with the board, the way this works is that for Proto Sound, there's a top board and a bottom board. So the top board has all your sounds in it. It's got the sound chip, which is removable, and I'll talk about this in a minute. But the bottom board has your motion and your lights and all that sort of thing with it. So what this board did, which was called the the either the uh, it was the equalizer board or it was the U uh, cub board, and what these did was you replace the bottom board with the bottom board that comes with the kit, and what it did was it decoded the uh, sounds to work with the legacy or TMCC system. Now this was TMCC days. So it was, you know, it's your typical, you know, uh, you can run it off legacy, but you got a program as a TMCC, that, that sort of thing. So, but this did work. However, it gave you uh, some of the sounds, not quite everything. So the biggest thing that you lose, and it started off with, this was in 1996 and going into the end of ProtoSound, so into 2000, was the passenger station or the freight sounds. So 
the early stuff was just fantastic. I've got a bunch of examples in it. Uh, the one I'm showcasing here would be the uh, 611, the uh, Powhatan Arrow. Beautiful set. Uh, the engine is really cool. I believe it's got Tony Lash's voice on it. So uh, if you've uh, listened to our interview with Sid, you, you, you'll you know that name. But uh, really cool uh, passenger sound sequence on that one. And that kind of thing just kind of sort of went into the whole protosound platform be it freight or passenger for freight it was a little different uh for the steam it was basically just you know people moving boxes around that sort of thing uh for the diesels it did have some you know uh chatter with like a tower operator um and then for idle sounds you had you know for steam you had your blow down your water injector uh, those sorts of sounds for diesels you did have cab chatter which is really kind of cool to hear that. And it was just a very good sound system that was conventional. So it was just like a regular, you know, uh, old school Lionel. You just throw it on the layout, let it go, uh, and that was that. So this did use a battery, which is this was, I believe, I think the first sound system to do this was to use the battery. So you did have to make sure that was fully charged, and we've talked about this prior, but... That's the way we do for Proto One. And that lasted, like I said, to around 2000. And after that, you get Proto Two. So, Proto Two, uh, there's two different versions, three volt and five volt. And we've talked about this previously, so I'm not going to go into that. But with Proto Two, you get DCS capability. So, with this, you get, you know, all your sounds, you get your, you know, your whistle bell, your RPM levels, your chuffing all that sort of thing. And what you got was you got idle sounds, which were a myriad of different things. It's got water injector. It's got blow down. It's got random little air spits and all kinds of stuff in there. It's basically, you name it, it's in there. It's really pretty cool. So you got that in there for your uh, diesels. You got a bunch of different um, crew sounds. You got the, so for your freight ones, you got, you know, a freight script, uh, which, depending on the engine you have, it's usually era and you know route specific. So, like for a Redding steam engine, for example, it was a you know a coal scene uh, up in the mountains or something like that. And obviously, again, this varied from engine to engine. There's a bunch of different ones floating around. Uh, then for passenger, it was the train with the associated stops on some of the most of the later ones after I believe 2002 they started putting the stops in there uh, but it was the train name whatever it is so i'll just use uh train number 19 the chief stick with the santa fe theme um that was one in there and again this varied from model to model but the whole premise was it's it shows everything and it goes through the whole whole thing it's got people getting on and off the train you know, people, uh, you know, maybe asking for directions or whatever it be. And then at, towards the end, you get the, uh, the you know, the train departing sequence. And then you get the crew uh, getting the thing ready to go. And then it takes off. Uh, it's really, really cool. And it's further expanded upon in Proto 2 3 Volt because by that point, you get other benefits. Uh, you get short whistles. You get crossing sounds. You get, you know, Quillable whistles and some of the later Premier Line stuff. Uh, and it's really, really cool to 
have all those things. And further still, in Proto 3, you get even more. Uh, basically take a lot of those classic Proto 2 files, and they manipulated them, and we'll talk about this in the custom section. And you can basically do whatever you want with them. And they took those, kind of mashed them together, and had some fun with them. And you got some new voices, and it's just really, really cool. Uh, MTH at least for me anyways, hands down the leader in the overall uh, sound files themselves. Uh, Quality is hands down Lionel. There's, I don't think, I think if you ask 10 people, you would probably get 10 answers saying Lionel. Just because the files from MTH are great. The quality is there. It's not as crisp as Lionel, as, um, yeah, as Lionel. But it is really it's good, and Lionel just kicks it up a notch with the bassiest speakers, and the way they do it is just fantastic. So that that's that's all I got for right now. Yeah, I'll tech onto that too. Uh, now that you've just kind of like kind of on the same subject as far as like MTH versus Lionel, and here are my thoughts. Again, this is my personal opinion, so I'm not speaking for anybody. But I have a lot of MTH engines. I have a lot of Lionel engines. Uh, and um, I can speak from experience. For me, Lionel definitely has higher quality samples and better speakers, like Matt said. I think where MTH shines is in the variety area. And they were the first ones to kind of do like that true uh, kind of uh, radio chatter back and forth where this is like something new that Lionel had just kind of put in. And in, in the last couple of years, they finally decided to put in that kind of like that radio chatter where it's like, oh, you know, kind of uh, back and forth and some actual like radio sounds taken from like the railroad whereas MTH has been doing that for a long time. So again, you know, I'm not going to say it's a really hard to answer who has the better sounds because in a way they're both kind of equal. Whereas one does something more superior and the other one does something else superior. And, you know, I I like them both and I have no quirks for either one. I, I, I like MTH. I like Lionel sounds. I think they both have their uniqueness to them. Uh, You know, I'll I'll talk more about, uh, you know, some of my favorite sound sets when we get into uh, obviously uh, that later on, when we talk about like our favorite sounds and stuff like that. But um, yeah, to me, there's no definitive answer. They're both great. And um, you know, I, I, I can't wait for, you know, what MTH and Lionel has in store for us uh, down the road in terms of how sounds are going to evolve with uh, newer technology. Kind of piggybacking off the MTH thing here, because um, because Matt Z covered quite a lot in terms of the history for MTH. MTH was quite revolutionary at the time when QSI and, and Proto 1 came out. And you, you'll never find a bigger defender of Proto-1 than Matt Z. I mean, there's no, there's no one else on this planet I can think of who loves it more than him. But, uh, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you insult Proto-1, it's like you're insulting one of his babies. Like, you can't you can't go there. 
<laughs> but um, but in terms of Proto One, it it offers quite a lot. Um, the the crew chatter, as Matt Saar said, that was something that MTH did out out the get go, like proper radio chat, not just like scripted events and like just like it was actual radio chatter, and that was really awesome. Um, the the sounds weren't weren't like cheesy; uh, they were very powerful, and that was. That was game changing at the time for O scale and kind of helped moved it towards having more sounds and such. And Lionel was doing really great stuff at the time too. But personally, for me, I thought MTH really blew it out of the water. And especially at the entry level, when they they moved up to Proto 2, for example, um, you got Proto 2 in a starter set. And you could use that from your starter set to command, when you moved to command or conventional command. It was all the same high-quality sounds from the get-go. And Lionel is doing the same thing in their sets now, too, which is really great to see. But um, Proto 2, Proto 3, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, I've noticed MTH does tend to do a little bit more of the ho- a little bit more homework on their uh, their research, so the sounds are tend to be a little bit more accurate, especially for things like the diesels, uh, the SD70s, ACEs. Their prime movers are spot on. The bells are spot on. Horns are great, and they 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 just blow it out of the water for their their diesel stuff. And to kind of touch back on the PFA sequence, and uh, Matt R can really relate to this. Um, when it comes to stuff, local stuff, especially like Metro, like we've talked about in the past, where you hear them recreating the actual announcements you hear at the stations or those station stops where for, for like for myself and for him, where it lists the towns that we either live in or worked in or are very familiar with, that can make or break it. I had the opportunity to either have a custom Lionel Metro F40 or an MTH ProtoSound 3 one. And I I went with the MTH one just because the sounds are more spot on. They were more personal since it was more local. And it just made that decision so much easier for me just because it, it made it not only a cool model, but a model that really hit home. And for those of you who want more specific sounds rather than a generic sound, MTH is the way to go through and through. And the last thing I'll say is, uh, Matt, Z, as much as I love the the Proto One sounds. Uh, every time I hear one of your Proto One steam engines, I feel like giving sending you a bag of cough drops. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have heard that a time or two. Uh, man, it sounds like you're having a bad cough, or or he's running a Proto One, one of the two. <laughs> uh, hey, the one that really gets you going is my DD One. That one, I don't know what it is about that engine, but you guys can hear it even with the noise suppression and everything. You guys can hear it when I got it all the way up, so I don't know what the deal with that one is. Yeah, join the Discord. You can hear Matt's DD ones apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> they go, they go, they go, they go. Turn that DD one down. They go, why? I, you guys can hear it. Goes, yeah, I can hear it clear as day. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, but no, well, that's I don't know. Well, we don't uh, we don't call you Papa Proto One for nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> What can I right, say? You know, it's, this it's is what, a... I, it's, what can I say? It's what I grew up on. So, <laughs> no, I, I I like Proto One sounds too. I think they're, you know, when you look at like actually how old they are, and then like, and then you think about it, you're like, oh, wow, that was that's pretty good for when those came out. So, and that was state of the art back then. It was like, I mean, yeah, no, it totally was. Yeah, yeah, like everything we talked about thus far, even Real Sounds One. I mean, back yeah. then that was uh, th- that 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 was the stuff. You know what I mean? I mean that was that was what the, that was the hot ticket. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to watch it go and go and evolve into what we have now, it's like 
to go from that to what we have now, it's like, wow, it's crazy. I mean, I run, I ran my B6 the other day, uh, and I'm thinking, man, this is, this is what it was like 30 years ago for sounds. And it's, oh, it's so cool. I love it. I think we should go back to the days where uh, we had uh, MPC tenders with beads and rollers. I think that's the, that's the zenith of, of train sounds right there, obviously. Is that that real sound seven? <laughs> it's gonna be the new vision line the, 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 the new old or whatever like yeah <laughs> what, what's old is new again yeah exactly we'll, we'll have to ask ryan to bring the beads back i guess all right we'll make note of that on the next catalog episode yeah that's it uh, yeah <laughs> well that's uh this is actually a good segue into our next segment where um we're, let's just talk about like some of our favorite sound sets of all time and um, I'll I'll start out. I have a few, uh, definitely. Um, as far as like Lionel goes, um, I can tell you like just recently the uh, the the sharks that just came out uh, last year. Oh my gosh, those things! Probably one of, if not the best sound sets that I've heard from Lionel in a very long time. The engine uh, is spot on. It's very uh unique obviously um and it has that kind of like gruffiness to it uh and that kind of that idling sound that's just like just so awesome to hear uh they just you know and obviously you know it has the additional horns and and bells and stuff on there but man i don't know that engine sound is like the best diesel engine sound i think that i own in my collection uh as far as uh steam engines go um you know I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to beat my, my Northern Santa Fe, Northern, my team CC Northern whistle. Uh, it's not the loudest thing in the world, uh, but it just, it just has a great just sound to it, echoing sound to it. And, uh, I absolutely, uh, can't get enough of it. Um, but of course, uh, as far as like my number one favorite sounds, uh, definitely, uh, you know, got to give uh, props to uh, the Metra engines by MTH. Like Johnny had said, like, I mean, my, my hometown, my town that I live in now, like the stop is on there. Like, how is that not awesome? Right. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we all know where I'm going with this. But I think that the best sounds, uh, my favorite sound package is probably in the, in the subways. And I think Matt Z could probably... Oh, God. I acknowledge oh, that yeah. too. Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. I, I, I went there. I apologize to well, all the I was going to say it anyway, people, so. but I know you were. I know you were. <laughs> uh, we kind of had to say <laughs> it, but um, just like I mean, if you live in Chicago, like, and you're familiar with all of the CTA routes, you know they're they're different colors and stuff like that. There, you know, there's a blue line, red line, pink line. Uh, red line and um like they get it like they actually have each individual uh sound set from each of the routes and it's just amazing that they put the time and effort into that and in there, some of those sounds are pulled directly from like cta from cta samples i can tell you um and like even my bicentennial set which is kind of based on like 70s is got like a 70s kind of atmosphere sound to it. And uh, it's just, it's so impressive. I, I love it. Uh, I, 
I think it's one of the best things, in, at least in the sound department, that I've heard. And again, folks, I'm a little biased on this, you know, because look, I'm from Chicago. You know, I see subways every day. It's part of my everyday lifestyle. You know, I, I see Metro engines in, in subways. I see Metro engines more in subways because I live in Elmhurst. But um, obviously, I travel quite a bit into the city and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, you know anything local you know any sounds that are local to me that are resident of like chicago based stuff is just gets a a plus plus uh in my department so uh i'll go ahead and and uh i'll piss this on to uh, uh i don't know johnny you want to go next Sure, I'll uh, I'll take the baton here. So, in terms of sound sets, I, I guess I'll start off with uh, Lionel here. Lionel has made some great sound sets, especially in the steam department. And some of my favorite steam sounds have to be some uh, Lionel. Um, probably currently the one that holds that position for one of the best is one I've talked about previously in the podcast, and that is the Lionel Legacy twenty six ninety six Chesapeake and Ohio Berkshire from the Empire Builder set. That engine has one of the most unique whistles ever heard. It's a very classic, deep, throaty, East Coast, Chesapeake and Ohio steam whistle. And it's the only time I used in that set, that engine. And it just, you can, it quills extremely well. And when you have it at that last, the last tone, you can actually hear the sound becoming almost like discordant because there's so much steam and power flowing through the whistle at the time. And I, I love that. The chuff is deep. The crew talk's amazing. The bell's really awesome as well. Just overall, it's a really cool engine. Um, home runs that I can guarantee a lot of folks will agree with me on this one is the 765 whistle that they put on the nickel plate road burks. They're spot on. If you want to model 765 during her times and on the new river train and the, the 80s and 90s, can't get a better whistle than that, and I and I absolutely love that. Um, in terms of MTH, I I love the Metro F40. Once again, like I'm with Matt there, it's it's local, it's home, and to be able to hear that on your engine when you're running it just kind of makes it even more personal and special. Uh, but the one that I think I have to say is probably one of my favorites, and this is comes to no surprise to anybody, and I can already hear RBP mocking me right now. Um, is I I love the uh, the daylight sounds. Uh, for MTH, all the way from Proto 1, Proto 2, and Proto 3. Proto 1, you have, I think, one of the best GS4 whistles. Um, you can't get a more accurate whistle than that. And they had that sound set with the bell. Both the bell the whistle was amazing. Uh, I grew up on the Proto 2 sound set, which was even better than that. And just the whistle is spot on for uh, 44-49 between the the uh, 90s to the early 2010s. and But I think the one that I like the most has to be the Proto 3 version, which I remember I showed to Matt Z when he and I were building a custom sound set. And if he wants to touch on that, he, he's more than welcome to. Um, we listened to the Great Crossing whistle, and I pulled an actual sound recording from uh, Brad Miller, and we, we did them side by side, and it was almost we, – we were convinced that they were basically the same clip um, it was that spot on. So just MTH, like I said, really does their homework with their sound sets. Um, they do amazing. I think MTH has some of the best diesel sound sets out there. Uh, Steam, you might get the bassier chuff and the better quill whistle from uh, Lionel. But sometimes when MTH is able to do the research and get the sounds right off the engine, it is a 
ballpark home run every single time. But yeah, favorites have to be the Burke, the uh, F40, and the uh, GS4. So those are my favorites. How about you, uh, Matt Z? Uh, I'm going to summarize basically what all you guys said. Uh, Diesel's line L, uh, the Baldwin or Elko, uh, Elko for a very specific reason, which we cannot put on here due to copyright reasons. Um, uh, fantastic sounds. The the way they kind of just rumble to life and really give that power throat bass in there. Oh, man, it is it is just fantastic all the way. Uh, as far as actual sounds, them, like engines themselves, uh, I have RS-11, so I'm partial to Elko. But these Baldwin Sharks, I've really, I've really liked. I, I liked them when I saw them. I liked them when I heard them. Uh, I still really like them, and I still want a set. Is where I'm going with this. But they are really nice engines. Like I said, they really got some bass in there. You throw super bass B units in there, which is something we didn't touch on earlier. But uh, basically, uh, a quick you know, 30 second version, uh, they add bass as, as the name implies, uh, to the sounds that are already there in the engine. So you get, you know, a bassier prime mover, a bassier horn, you know, a lot more volume because they got a better speaker system because there's no motors in there. Uh, really cool, uh, sound package in that engine. Uh, I know Matt, you got some of those, but, um, they're really cool. Uh, as far as steam goes, um, you know, all the Lionel uh, steam sounds are great. Uh, I think probably my favorite of the bunch is an engine that I don't have yet, but I have played with, which was the uh, Milwaukee Road S3. And uh, that one, I really like that. Um, I got one on the way. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, that one's really cool. The K4, I really like. I got the Tuscan Red. Thanks, DJ. Um, K4. I uh, love the sound set on that one. That one is really, really good. Uh, MTH, you know, I, I would be crazy if I didn't mention something Proto 1. So, you know, all the Proto 1, uh, really the diesels, really. Diesels and the passenger steam engines are really, really cool. Uh, for command, it's, you know, it's got to be really any of the early 5-volt uh, steam engines, the 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 bass and the the volume. I mean, I got the unshrouded J, and to that thing, you know, I've got some other MTH five volt engines that are sound good. When I turned that thing on for the first time, I, I was, I was, I think I leaped backwards. I mean, it, it was crazy the volume out of that thing. I mean, and it's the same speaker that all these other ones have, but it's. Just the volume is crazy on that thing. It sounds fantastic. Uh, really love it. Um, and then obviously anything with the passenger sounds like we talked about earlier. Uh, and then I got to give it to them. Uh, my New York subways. Um, they are fantastic. The uh, One of the guys who did it, Dennis Shore, he unfortunately passed away. Uh, he did fantastic uh, voice tracks. Uh, really fun the auto mode i know we've talked about this before so i'm not going to you know go crazy on this one either but the auto mode really adds a lot to it uh you get the you know the people getting on and off the train the the hot dogs and uh maybe we'll get one that says i'm walking here uh we'll see <laughs> uh, but 
I tell you, hey Ken, if you're if you're listening to this, man, we need to get you having a New York uh, uh, thing on there, man. It'd be something. I'd I'd buy them all, but uh, <laughs> really cool uh, the way they did that, and it's just it's really fun. And an honorable mention that is not a subway, but it is a trolley. Is I know Matt. It was your video that made me want this. Is the uh, the Brill with the uh, Christmas with the elf as the yep. uh, announcer? That one, that one's really fun. Um, I added the sound set in that one, and we'll talk about this in a minute. But I added the stop where it has a change in it, and it says uh, it's the coal mine. And as obviously as the name implies, it's uh, the change is all bad girls and boys must exit the trolley here. So I, I, when I did that, I'm like, oh, God, this, this thing just went from great to fantastic. I love it. <laughs> so really cool stuff. As you can tell in my voice and everything, it's I'm very passionate about this. And I think that sounds really make or break a model. So but I think like when you have this this level of variation, um, in the sounds, you know, you kind of pick and choose, obviously, the ones you want. But I think that overall, you get an experience that is unlike anything any of us, I think, we ever really dreamed about. And I think it's just a really, really cool uh, thing to have is sounds of any kind in the, these model trains. Yeah, and I think uh, before we move into our uh, customization segment, I just wanted to kind of like just kind of hitch on to something that you said, Matt, and also something that Johnny said in our previous podcast with Ken is that nowadays, like sounds can really determine a purchase or not. And I know I've actually had uh, sounds be a factor in my decision-making, whether I was going to pick up a certain engine or a certain set or not. So I think we can all agree that Look, sounds are are an integral part of O scale engines, uh, you know, or you know, all kinds of engines, whatever, electrical, diesel, steam, and uh, you know, it's really important that these manufacturers uh, get it right uh, because, uh, like, like me, you know, for myself, uh, it is one of the driving factors for me. Um, I can see the most beautiful engine. And if it doesn't sound the way I like or it doesn't sound close to what it prototypically should, you know, I, there's a chance that I could pass on it. I, I totally agree with you there. And all three of us have sat in the Discord call and and debated this back and forth endlessly. Um, but yeah, a sound set can really make or break an engine. You, It helps with the immersion so much, especially in this day and age where um, it's very – you you have what it is is what it is and when you have a good sound set and it helps you a good sound set can help engage the imagination and really help you feel immersed in the action um for me with my 765 berkshire uh my 759 berkshire that has 765 sounds on it you know i can walk besides the engine around the layout and play with the whistle and have the chuff cranked up with the full labor and it can help me it can help immerse me into feeling like i'm on that excursion i'm at the cab and going on the line there like that that's something that's really important what would you rather choose for a starter set, for example? Would you rather choose the starter set with a very basic sound package or one that has a bunch of bells and whistles on there that helps a, helps a child get into the hobby? You know, a good sound set has to be very well designed, has some creativity and imagination into it because 
by extension, it'll help the person getting into the hobby use their own imagination and creativity, which is what, what model trains is all about. Um, so that's a really important factor. Yeah, I'll give uh, I give kudos to to Lionel. And speaking of like starter sets, Johnny, like a lot of these new Lion Chief and Lion Chief Plus sets, they all have like road specific crew talk too. Like even like naming the the you know. Uh, you know, this is Union Pacific, you know, 844, you know, we're heading into the station uh, or they've actually taken station sounds diners and like plugged them into the actual like sequence of the, of the train as well. So uh, in fact, another good example would be look at all these uh, train sets that use, uh, you know, IPs like the Harry Potter train and the Disney trains. I mean, you can't tell me that sounds aren't like a big Huge part of the selling of these sets, right? You forgot one, Polar Express. Oh, <laughs> the, the creme, the creme de la creme. How do you right? forget that one? Come on, the, the <laughs> creme de la creme from Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that—that's it's just it, it. Sounds are so cool, and and uh, and I think Lionel's definitely uh, did well in the in the last few years with giving. Uh, starter sets, top-notch sounds, which I honestly think was very much needed in that department. Same. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and move into our customization segment of tonight's episode. And uh, I am going to again pass this over to uh, Matt Matt Z. And I know Johnny has uh, worked with Matt Z on some custom stuff too. So this is not my specialty. So I'm going to um, be quiet. And uh, and uh, try to get some uh, some knowledge from these two experts. All right. So this is something that it's been it's been in the making. It's been you know a, a thing for a while, but you know it's getting improvements and whatnot. But so with MTH, there's really two ways you can do their sound sound. Now this is in Proto Two and Proto Three only. Um. The Proto one you can't do this with because, like I said before, it's just a conventional, really nice conventional um, sound system. So, but with Proto 2, any Proto 2, I did it on the very first Proto 2 uh, and up to now, um, you can either A, download a sound file off of MTH's website, which is something that I love because if there's just a file you want and you don't want to touch it, you can just throw it on your engine. Uh, and be done with it you know whatever additions it has is cool and you can live with that and have some fun however uh in the recent years i would say probably within the last oh, 10 years or so maybe um there's a guy out in california his name is a mark De, uh devecchio i believe is how you pronounce his name um and he made a program called adpcm now, that's a type of audio, and I'm not going to get into it here. And what I'm about to say is a proceed-at-your-own-risk kind of thing. Uh, I have done a video on this program if you want to learn how to do it, but uh, this is a proceed-at-your-own-risk. None of us are responsible for anything that goes wrong with your engine. So just take this information with what you can and have some fun with it. So with this program, what this allows you to do is this allows you to download a uh, file just like you would off of MTH's site. However, when you put this in the program, 
you can individually, piece by piece, listen to every single chunk of the sound file. So for Steam, it's every little air spit, every little, you know, rush of steam, every little blow off, uh, you name it, it's there. All the little ticks and like the water being added to the tender, coal being shoveled in, all of this uh, chuffing, whistle, bell, the ends to the whistle, the crew talk, some things you would never even think of uh, go into this uh, sound files. You can listen to each individual clip uh, with diesels too. You can do the same thing. Diesels, you can listen to the prime mover and all that sort of thing. Um, but what you can do is you can take these clips, you can mix and match them however you want. I've done files where I've taken clips from 10 different engines and thrown them all into one, one custom file. And Johnny and I, we've done this too. And we can talk about this in a minute, but it's really cool that you can create your own file and it goes beyond uh, MTH clips. If you want a clip from a video, a YouTube video, or if you want to maybe Rickroll somebody, cause you could do that too. Um, you can uh, take a clip from a YouTube video, whatever, and throw it in this program and it'll play through your engine uh, much like anything, whether it's a horn or a bell clip or, prime mover even if you really wanted to uh have some fun with it or crew talk whatever you like um the skies are really the limit and there's a guy on the matt and matt server uh, that we talked to his name is michael and he's done complete custom files down to basically everything he's basically taken all the stock mth clips and replaced them with uh, uh clips of his own uh, i've done this uh, not in quite the same fashion. I've taken MTH clips and put them into an MTH custom sound file for DJ and myself. Uh, we've done Subway uh, custom files. Uh, some of the earlier MTH Subways, there were some, uh, I won't say issues, but things that could be improved. So I'm not going to uh, go into specifics really, but there were some things that needed to be improved, like background sounds and certain sets. Uh, some of the stops were incorrect. So we changed those around. Uh, DJ wanted some uh, um, station stops that were not in the original sets. So I went ahead and did that for him. And like I said, really, the sky's the limit with this. You can do basically whatever you want. And it's really cool to know that a sound file does not have to be just, oh, whatever's on MTH's website. You can make it your own. And that is really, really cool. Yeah, kind of just piggybacking off of what Matt said. As, as we said, Matt and I worked together on one of my sound files for my GS project, which I've mentioned before. Um, to be able to kind of pick and choose your sounds here and there and really make a sound set that best suits you is really amazing for the MTH side. Um, I've had times where I've seen a locomotive and I thought it was a really nice model, uh, but uh, looking at hearing the sounds, it's just like I don't really have, like how that sounds. Now, in the, in the scope of you aren't able to modify it, if you aren't able to modify that, I would pass that up entirely. I wouldn't even bother. But the fact that MTH, you can change the sound set and you can import different sounds um, allows you to open up a different horizon, open up your horizons and buy a bunch of different engines. You might not have been able to do so at first. Um, 
in the Discord server, we have quite a lot of talented individuals who love customizing sound sets. And if you're looking for a place to learn how to do that or to have a place to ask questions and start, I definitely recommend coming to the Matt and Matt Discord server for that. We actually have a channel dedicated specifically for that. And those guys are absolutely insane with what they can do. It's crazy. Um, uh, our buddy Michael, who who uh, Matt brought up, uh, Matt, I was trying to give him, I was going to give him a shout out. So you're taking my job oh, of giving people shout we, outs now. I, we both gave him one, so I guess that works out. So, <laughs> but there you um, go, Michael, there's your shout out, buddy. Yeah, no, dude, you you do some. He does some great stuff, and being able to take a sound file and build it up from basically the ground up with custom sounds off of um, authentic recordings of engines is absolutely amazing. Now, I will also preference this and say that. That isn't an easy process at all. Um, if you want to make a custom sound set from something off of YouTube, uh, at least from what Matt and others have told me, you have to take that sound, that that original file, and compress it and compress it and compress it and compress it because there really isn't much room on those boards. So it's a very tedious and time-consuming process. Uh, one file that uh, Michael is going is is uh, planning to share with me from one of my projects. He's worked several months on it. You know, it, it's it's definitely a labor of love, and it's definitely something that if you're very passionate and very patient with it, you can get a very very nice sound set, a very very enjoyable uh, experience with your engine from it. But uh, Matzi, how many, how much room is on those boards? Uh, it depends on the board, and so the early five volt engines were only one meg. Period. Uh, that was all they had, and. Uh, the early three volts from like 2003 to like 2006, give or take, um, those were one meg as well. However, Proto 2, uh, the later three volt from like, you know, 06 to let's say 2010, 2010, 2011, uh, right before the switch to uh, Proto 3, uh, those were two meg boards. You can have extra additional features in there. Uh, and then from some of the some of the early proto three was not quite four meg. It was still two meg, but the later proto three from like I think it was like twenty fourteen on were all four meg boards. And with proto three, uh, there's they have two different types of audio tracks in there. And with proto three, uh, some of the tracks are for proto three only. You cannot use them in proto two. And if you look at the program, you could you can see uh, what that's all about. Uh, the documentation for that program is really good, by the way. And it allows you, like I said, to have uh, custom things. And it's just really cool uh, to be able to, like I said, mix and match things and make it your own. Um, one thing to know with doing the uh, custom files from a video, uh, that is, as Johnny said, a royal dedication you got to have time upon time upon time to work on that it is a very tedious process i've tried to monkey around with it i can't get it to work very well so i'm not your guy for that but there's people here in here that can and it's really cool to know what they can do i just for me i just don't have the the patience or time to do with that so i just do mth to mth and that that for me is enough but, you know, if, if you want, like I said, if you want custom, custom, you can do it. It's all a it's all a matter of, you know, what you can fit. So I'm working on a file for an engine that I don't have yet, but I'm just kind of playing around and figuring out what works. So I took a base file off of Proto 2 3-volt engine, uh, 
and I am working on throwing a uh, Proto 3 um, sound clips in there, which you can do because what this does is once you throw a file, a clip rather, that um, is the Proto 3 only style, it automatically converts it into a Proto 3 file. So that's something that is worth noting. So it's very powerful what you can do with this. Again, it is a proceed at your own risk, but uh, once you proceed, it's fun. For sure, for sure. And like I said, though it opens up an entirely different realm. And when you're able to customize your engines and make stuff that suits you and your personal taste, it it makes you enjoy your models a lot more. But like I said before, um, it's, it's definitely its own rabbit hole. Uh, and like Matt said, one that you should proceed with caution. But if you'd like to know more, uh, so we don't take uh, another hour talking about sounds, if you'd like to know more, definitely reach out to folks in the Matt and Matt server. Um, they, they'll be able to help you out, answer some questions. And uh, if you're interested, they'll have a good resource to get some pretty quick feedback and uh, to go from there. So, yeah, definitely recommend it. Oh, yeah. And one final thing on this is that there are certain engines that just need some help. And one of the first ones I can think of personally off the bat, and uh, Zach, I just gave you the file for this one, so uh, you're welcome, is the Unshrouded J. Um, that engine, the sound file, like I said, is fantastic volume for days and all the goodies. However, the one thing I personally did not like in it was the whistle. So it has a whistle from, they use it on this and they use it on the uh, five volt Erie triplex. Got this really high pitched kind of thing. It's to me, I don't like it on that specific engine. So I went ahead and threw in the three volt um, 611 J whistle and it sounds a million times better. Uh, so that's just one example of what you can do with this. You, you can take just a horn and throw it on the other, uh, throw it on your old file and be done. So, you know, gone are the days where, like I said, if you don't like just the horn, you want to change just the horn, just throw the horn clips on, you're done. Uh, so there's, there's really, like I said, no limit to it. But uh, that's it. That's all. Well, thank you, Matt Z and Johnny. Uh, that was, um, it was extremely informative. And I think uh, what, what uh, they both said is that if you are looking for additional assistance, um, yeah, please feel free to join the Matt Matt uh, Discord server. Uh, we got we have exports in there that can definitely help you uh, if you're interested in doing customized sounds. Uh, and uh, again, folks, it is free; doesn't cost anything. Just a matter of just clicking and creating an account if you don't already have a Discord account, and uh, just acknowledging the the questions and bam. Uh, you know, you're in. That that's that's another thing. So, uh, you mentioned free, and I do got to say this: doing this stuff with the MTH is free. You, there's no charge to this. The program is free. The sound files are free. You just take the file and go. You don't have to. This does not cost anything. Um, the only thing you would have to buy is a way to hook up your TIU to the computer uh, with a uh, cable, but that's you know just a couple of bucks. After that, this is this whole thing is free, no, no charge. Yeah, and if you have a newer TIU, I think it's just a USA, uh, it's a USB uh, B to A. Yep, and that's that's all you need. So uh, I think those are like <laughs> you could probably find those at Walgreens nowadays, but probably, <laughs> probably like five dollars yeah. up that. <laughs> so yeah, there's not much of a cost investment 
for uh, for what you can get out of this, and you can make some pretty sweet sound sets uh, for your engines. All right, gentlemen. Well, this was a this was a fantastic episode. I can already tell you, uh, it's actually something we had discussed before, and we've been wanting to do it. Uh, but we've had so many other episodes where we've had interviews, and obviously we had a catalog show, and and uh, we have a lot of a lot of people coming on, and and uh, you know we wanted to uh, take the time to use some of these breaks from interviews where we could actually just go over, um, you know, go go back to our roots go back to a, like a specific topic for O scale. And, uh, you know, sounds was definitely one of those things that we wanted to cover. And I think, I think, you know, I think it was definitely successful. I think we definitely covered everything that we wanted to cover. And, uh, again, folks, if you have any questions or anything about this, you know, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can leave a comment, uh, on Podbean. You can uh, join our discord server and ask us in person. If you'd like, uh, you can send us an email, uh, our email address is in the uh, in the Discord. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Discord. I apologize. Uh, the email address is in the show notes for each podcast. So um, uh, you know it's easy to kind of uh, uh, you know find us if you need us. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, uh, any closing notes uh, on uh, on on the uh, sound podcast we had tonight? I really, I enjoyed this one. This is a lot of fun. I know it was a lot of me running my mouth, so my my voice is a little <laughs> hoarse. But uh, <laughs> but no, I I really enjoyed this. I think, like you said, man, I think this is something that we've wanted to do for a while. It just kind of got you know lost in the shuffle with other things, and I'm so I'm glad we were able to uh, tackle it tonight. A lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I really enjoyed this uh, this discussion. Uh, really, really shows how important sound is really shows how much the digital age has taken hold of model trains and how it's going with the future. Uh, makes me very optimistic, very hopeful. And uh, tonight was a fun episode. Uh, first first uh, just three of us episodes since I've joined as a, as a host. So this is a kind of kind of a special milestone for me here at the Matt and Matt podcast. And they're probably going to kick me off the podcast after this, so I'm going to enjoy it while I'm still here. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh. But actually, Johnny, uh, it has been uh, it has been fantastic having you on uh, the podcast. You were you were uh, a a fantastic addition to this podcast. And um, honestly, I don't and, you know, Matt can agree with this, but, uh, you know, I don't think there was anything else out there that we would uh, we would want on this podcast with us. But you. But yeah, I'm really glad that my months of festering here on the podcast, uh, as your number one fan, has got me a, a place on the podcast. So I really can't thank you guys enough for for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. To quote uh, to quote Ken Bianco Senior, uh, uh, when I fir- when uh, I first heard you list the podcast, I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> 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 we've all we've all come quite a long way, especially you guys with this podcast. It's been great. Thank you very much. I've this is a lot of fun. You know, I know we've talked about this before. I'm not going to you know keep going on it, but this is to me this is honestly a dream come true, and I love this. This is a ton of fun. You guys, everybody who listens, a huge thanks to all you guys. It means a ton. Yeah, and stay tuned, folks, because we got some awesome guests coming on the show we're actually pretty booked up for the next several months uh so we have uh nothing but great content coming your way and of course uh you know we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you listeners out there because you guys are the reason uh that we do this podcast we are over eleven thousand downloads now on this podcast and i just can't believe that we're there uh again 
Like, this is all because of your ears out there. Like, because you're listening to us, because you're giving us feedback, because you're joining our Discord server. Like, we're doing this because we want to interact with people. We want to help people in uh, in this O-Scale industry. Uh, and so we really, really, really thank uh, all of our listeners out there because, um, you know, we do this for you. All right, guys. Well, Johnny, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on YouTube at Automus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. That's my YouTube channel. You can find me there screaming at inanimate objects, getting hit in the face with boxes, and occasionally I'll talk about trains. You can also find me on Instagram where I post a lot more often, not so much recently because I've been lazy, but yeah, I post a lot more often on there. You can reach out to me, say hello. I love talking to folks and just reach out, say hello, and let's uh, let's be friends. Uh, you can also find me on the Matt and Matt Discord server. You can find me in the voice chat there or usually crawling through the comments and making uh, very sarcastic remarks at Matt Z or Matt R. <laughs> uh, Matt Z, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name. And like Johnny said, I'm in the server all the time talking. You know, We're talking sound sets. We're talking trains. We're talking you name it. Sometimes we talk about other things too, like sports and music. You never know. But uh, whenever you get on there, just... Join us. We have a ton of fun, no matter what we're talking about. And you can find me on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad. I'm on Facebook under the same name. And I'm also on Instagram. If you just search up WCMRR, you will find me and uh, the occasional photos that I upload. So with that said, everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, everyone have a wonderful night. See ya. Take good care. I'm glad my months of pestering as your number one fan have got me somewhere, so. Number one fan. I don't know who performs that. Come on, Siri.